far as I'm concerned, I think as far as Belinda concerned, we have a phenomenal relationship. That is our premier talking about MPP uh, Belinda Kara Halios, who was booted from the PC caucus after voting against COVID-19 emergency bill 195. And uh, I don't know, we got a, a great relationship. We just can't live together. What's the deal? Uh, we're joined now by Belinda. Welcome to the show. Good to have you on. Good morning, Kelly. Thank you for having me. I'm sorry to make light of, of what the premier said, but it seems awfully ridiculous to say you have an excellent relationship and then, you know, you turn around and after voting in a different uh, way from the party, you're given the boot. Yeah, that's a, that's a good way to put it. And it's interesting because he was in Cambridge uh, twice last week um, uh, doing some tours. And of course, the tours are extremely busy and uh, surrounded by um, by staff and, and, and others. And um, on the Tuesday, I had um, confronted him when there was, you know, very, very little bit of time saying, hey, I need to talk to you about something. It's quite urgent. Can you call me? He said, yes, I'll call you tonight. Uh, and he didn't call. So when his office followed up the following day just to check on other things, I let them know that I was expecting a call. He hadn't called. And here's what I wanted to talk about. And I, and I expressed my discomfort with Bill 195. And I gave suggestions as to how we could um, make it better. Because we've been, as a government, um, you know, dealing with this unprecedented situation of the, this COVID-19. And, and um, we've been debating in the House. And we've had support from the opposition and the independent members. And it didn't make sense to me that we'd be transferring away this ability for us as MPPs to consider and debate and to vote on how emergency powers are used for the next potential year. So um, my concern, obviously, is in a democracy, um, we cannot be silencing the votes of our uh, elected members because we're supposed to represent the people of of each of our constituencies. And I have a real problem with that. So you expressed your, your discontent and your concerns to the staff, not to the premier uh, himself. Uh, so did you say, I will not be voting for this bill as well to his staff to give him the heads up? So I kept waiting for an amendment because I was very clear. Uh, I even had my team contact his team saying Belinda's still waiting for her phone call. Um, and, and the expectation is that um, he would have called. I had requested uh, multiple times. Um, to have a conversation with him. And again, I passed that message on. It was clear. Uh, I think everyone knew that how uncomfortable I was with this bill. And um, it was something that, you know, the, the, whip, the whip was vote. The vote was whipped, pardon me. And um, I had to make that decision um, to do the right thing and vote the way my constituents expected me to vote um, as their voice at the provincial table. And I, and I did that. Um, and, For the sake uh, of just giving everybody on the same page here, the bill that we're talking about was called the Reopening Ontario Act, and it's in its third reading, and it extends orders uh, made under the Emergency Management and Civil Protection Act. It basically allows the government... Uh, Doug Ford's government to keep emergency mm-hmm. measures in place for a period of time without putting them uh, to a vote in the legislature. And uh, Doug... And the House leader, Paul Calandra, had this to say uh, about uh, you voting against it yesterday. Have a listen. We all disagree. And to be very frank, I disagree with the caucus. Sometimes I disagree with the cabinet. But at the end of the day, when the cabinet and caucus make a decision, uh, I go with it. 
you know, because uh, we're all we're all part of a team. We've uh, had no indication, as House Leader, I had no indication that uh, she uh, was wanting to vote uh, against uh, this this particular bill. Uh, but as the Premier said, uh, this is central to what we have been doing over the last number of months. And where's the breakdown in communication then, if he had no idea? But you said, I, I expressed my discontent and I called several times. Mm-hmm. So... I'm not sure. Maybe he should talk to one of his staff members uh, if he's not getting messages from um, from his caucus members uh, that he has such great relationships with. Because, uh, you know, the briefing that I received um, the first time did not have the bill in front of me. And, you know, when someone's briefing you on something that you don't know details about, they're giving you the information that they want you to have. We received a briefing as a caucus. Again, it was it was quite short. When I finally got my hands on the bill, which was I, I did that the following day, and I actually went through the bill and then cross-referenced referenced it to the acts that were mentioned, that's when I had more concerns and asked for an additional briefing so I could ask my questions. And mm-hmm. quite frankly, I received talking points. And I, I said again to, um, this is the staff at the Ministry of the Solicitor General, that why are we not allowing a vote? We've just done three months where we've had votes um, for every decision that's being made, why are you telling me that if the premier or his designate decides to, for example, lock down again, uh, that I can't have a say? Because my constituents, the ones who are small business owners, have told me, because I've been doing consultations, they might not survive another lockdown. And there is a lot of concern from our business community that they're not going to be able to handle this. We also know that there has been an increase in, in um, family violence and violence against women. Uh, there's a lot, there's a lot of fear. People are feeling very vulnerable, vulnerable right now. And to be putting through a bill that essentially, um, it's overreach on a parliamentary democracy. It's completely inappropriate. Did you know you'd be putting your position uh, within the caucus at risk when you voted against uh, that COVID emergency bill? So there's always a risk, um, when you do something like that. So, you know, we campaigned two years ago on, on free votes and that the only whipped votes would be budget and essentially, if we uh, had a bill that had to do with a campaign promise, you know, clearly those are things that you, you shouldn't be voting against. Um, this was a bill that uh, were, were neither of those things. And my vote did not make or break the end result because it did receive royal assent on Tuesday. So um, I, I did my job on Tuesday. My constituents uh, did not want me to vote for this. Uh, I did not vote for it. I made sure that their voice was heard and uh, I was punished for that. So, We're talking uh, with MPP Belinda Karahelios uh, about being given the boot from the PC caucus after voting against the COVID-19 emergency bill, Bill 195 on Tuesday. Dave, can I get you to play that first clip that we went in with? Uh, it's Doug Ford talking about his relationship with Belinda. As far as I'm concerned, I think as far as Belinda concerned, we have a phenomenal relationship. All right. So you have a phenomenal relationship, according to the premier. What mm-hmm. happened yesterday? What was your day like? Uh, it was it was a quite a busy day. Um, so uh, what happens is that uh, you know the email addresses have to change. <clears throat> my my priority number one is always my constituents, and you know my team and I were rushing to make sure that we you know uh, there was no disruption in service at the office. So that was really priority number one is making sure that everything we needed to keep that office running was was continuing to run again without that disruption. So yesterday was quite busy. Um, but uh, and we, we of course there was some media, but uh, it's. But you were locked. Were you locked out of your office, and then you couldn't get into your email because we were trying to reach you? Is that correct? Yeah, I could not. Yeah, when, once the announcement came out that I was no longer part of the PC caucus, I, I lost access to my 
my PC emails, as did my team at the constituency office. So uh, we were obviously scrambling to get those things mm-hmm. back up and running and, ac- and accessed. So where do you go from here? Would you, do you want back into the PC caucus? Do you want to sit as an independent? Have you been talking to other parties about getting involved with them? Where do you go? So, you know, I've had colleagues reach out from um, from my own, from the PC party, but also from others as well, um, just to show support, which has been really great. And I've had a lot of support from people all across the province. So I want to thank everyone who's, who's reached out and in whatever way, shape or form that has been and, and just thank them truly. It's been quite humbling and overwhelming. Um, but for now, you know, I'm I'm going to continue to serve the people of Cambridge as they've asked me to do two years ago. Uh, that will not change. Uh, I will continue to advocate for them and, and be their voice. Um, in terms of whether I'm going to uh, go to another party or, or ask to come back to the PC party, I haven't put any thought into that at the moment. Uh, this is still quite quite fresh. Um, and if I were to consider going back to the PC party, I think there's some changes that need to occur first. 